G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz with episode 133 of the Outback Mine podcast. Thank you very much for joining in once again, episode 133. Now, I always, I often talk about are we living our, our, our truth, our passions? Are we doing stuff that we, we don't really like or we, we don't really want to do? Uh, you know, there's always something underneath uh, in our soul that really tells us that uh, maybe we're not doing things that we're meant to be doing and it's not our true calling, but we continue to do so for money and um, security and those sorts of things. Now, today I've got a gentleman by the name of Aaron Shanks on. Aaron, uh, basically, is a beautiful man and he has adventured and travelled the world many times and uh, done some unbelievable things with regards to, um, you know, finding himself and what's really important to him. Um, it took a while, but uh, I think there was a life-changing moment in his uh, mid-20s where he basically, like, questioned things and, um, you know, the, the mind was always dominating, sort of trying to protect him. But at the end of the day, um, he listened to his truth and now he's really sinking into that and doing things that he really truly loves and enjoys and everything's taking care of itself. So Aaron has a podcast called Diaries of the Wild Ones. He interviews people that uh, are basically adventurers, uh, people that are um, you know, doing things to, to reach their potential, to be able to live their best lives. And you know we've only got a, a short time in these bodies primarily and we really don't uh, appreciate and understand that you know our body is just a vehicle for our soul at the end of the day. If we can do things that um, keep our body fit, healthy, happy and well, then all of a sudden, you know, we live this life much better. But the, the circumstances that we're in and, and modern life sort of keeps us uh, feeling a bit numb uh, in the mind, which helps us, uh, well, it doesn't help us, but it sort of makes us uh, do less than what we're potentially able to do. So this is a conversation I believe you're going to get a lot from to be able to you know, really question what it is that's important to you and maybe like take the risk and the step back to actually you know, move into that and your purpose and uh, start to live your truth uh, at the end of the day. That's really what it's all about. So I'm sure you're going to really enjoy this chat. Just want to make special mention to our primary partners, Green Nutritional. So if you're lacking something in your diet, uh, they provide organic superfoods, which are basically sourced from the best places around the world and um, cover all bases primarily with regards to um, nutrition. So I really encourage you to, to check out their website and support them, greennutritionals.com.au. Also, if you're an employer or you, you work uh, in an environment that employs people, I really, really encourage you to maybe look at uh, helping a guy out that's come from incarceration. So someone that's been incarcerated before um, that basically needs a start and a, and a go. And uh, a company by the name of Mac Force Australia has been doing this for a few years where they help people move from prison and into work. Uh, and the, the results are tremendous. They have people that uh, are stable, they're strong, they basically don't leave. You know, We've got a high turnover in the workforces around Australia at the moment. If you can employ someone that uh, is grateful for that, then the chances of them staying is much better. And MacForce are experts at that. So I really encourage you to, to support them uh, if you're in WA, Queensland, or even Victoria at the moment, they're able to help you out. So please check out their website, macforce.com.au. All righty, listen to this uh, chat with uh, Aaron and I. I reckon you're going to really uh, enjoy this one. Welcome to the Outback Mind podcast, Aaron. Oh, we're on, we're on, yeah. we're on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, how are you? 
Uh, so I'm, I'm doing great and, and quite excited for this chat because I'm usually, you know, I'm usually on your end, I'm the interviewer, so it's kind of nice to yeah. be able to have the tables turn and, and sit here and uh, have someone ask me some questions. It is, yeah. It I've is. done a few over the last few months. Uh, this guy, um, it's got Super Feast, he had me on there and uh, that went that went really, really well. <laughs> Actually, that one, a lot of people listened to that and called me up and... Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, it's a good thing. We're very grateful and lucky to be able to do this sort of stuff. And, and I know these conversations help a lot of people out there. And, um, mate, it's interesting. Um, I used to play golf years ago, and people used to call me Aaron Shanks because I shanked the ball a lot. So, oh, uh, really? It's interesting that, <laughs> interesting that you've called yourself the same thing. Oh, it's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, Shanksy. Most people actually know me as Shanksy. Like, I, it's Aaron's, yeah, it's... Um, I just I just grew up under that. I, I swear, not many people have been known my first name's Aaron. Yeah. I've just been Shanksy my whole life. But <laughs> yeah, it's interesting you say that about you know podcast. That was something that when I started Diaries of the Wild Ones, I just did it as a bit of fun. I actually got pushed into it with a few mates wanting me to record some of my adventures that I've been on because I, I just I just can't sit and write them down. And a few mates. Uh, we're doing a, they were doing a podcast, recording one up at a studio in Brisbane for these comedians, Marty and Michael. Mm. And they just wanted to get me in and record a couple of stories. And I had so much fun with it. And I never thought it would go anywhere. And that is something that has completely blown me away is that I've been able to put out a story of either my own or tell someone else's story and put it out there to the world and just the not just the reach that it's had but the effect that it's had on people mm-hmm. and especially mental health it's something i just never would have thought this domino effect and how much people have reached out just like a simple story of like say a guy buying a yacht and setting out on his dreams i like i did a story i did my own story of when me and my mates did that and in the one week three different people went and bought yachts and quit quit their jobs and went and bought yachts and i was like what what is happening here but it's just like yeah it's it it trips me out the world of social media and the world of um the world that we're living in with information and how far it can spread and how much you can touch someone Mm. you know and it's uh it's it's made me want to keep doing it it's 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 blown me away amazing mate and um you know this is what i needed when i was a young fella like i needed this positive stuff I reckon most people have been sort of in this uh, in this trap of um, reactive uh, advice, you know. But once people can like listen to other stories of others that are proactive, they'll think, "Well, shit, I can do that. There's no reason why I can't. I'm not going to go and you know bust my ass the whole life and then get through it and think, well, now I can do it. But now I'm so unhealthy, I can't. You know, it's crazy though mm. the system that we've got and the model that we've got, which keeps people in trapped. Yeah, well, one thing I did with the podcast, and I think why it's done so well, is because I made sure I kept it for myself. And so I've always kept the concept that I do it for me, and it's how I want to do it, and it's how, um, and I talk to who I want to talk to, and I just, um, I've kind of kept that authenticity for it. And every time I feel that I'm doing it for the listeners instead of me, I kind of take a step back. Yeah, absolutely. And say, no, what do I want? How am I having fun with this? And yeah. and so I've been able to keep my passion with it and, and stay having fun. Yes. But it was funny. I nearly didn't do the podcast because I was having so much fun with it and recording it. And this was before I put it out there. And I used to live in Indonesia. And mm-hmm. I went back to West Sambawa. And I'd had a, 
and I was just learning how to edit audio and I went over to Western Bar where I used to live with a, and a whole heap of my mates that I used to live with over there were over there and they were kind of surfing and drinking and at the time I was training to go to Iceland mm. and I was working on the podcast and the, the boys were like, oh, come get drunk with me, man. And I was like, oh, you know what, man, like I'm, I'm not doing that right now. Because I was, I was up at sunrise every morning surfing and then I was in the gym and then I was running and then I was editing audio, like learning to do this. And these guys, like, and they, some of them are still my friends, but I had to kind of distance myself from a couple of them because they kind of, it was that tall poppy syndrome in Australia. They kind of just wrote me off. They're like, what are you doing, man? Mm-hmm. Kind of kind of like, do you think you're better than us because you're not going to come get drunk? You're doing this other thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was so unmotivating that I actually gave up on the podcast and I got home and one of my best mates said, Oh, how's the podcast coming along? And I went, Oh, I don't think I'm going to do it, man. And and he said, what are you talking about? You're, you're having so much fun with it. And I said, yeah, like who am I to tell people's stories? And my mate just said to me, he goes, but dude, isn't it about just like you having fun and doing what you want to do? And you Mm. are having so much fun doing it. Mm. And I went, and I just said to him, I was like, yeah, you're right. And he's like, well, why don't you just keep doing it? You're, you're, you're loving it. Mm, and he kind of just re-motivated me. So then I put out the first episode and the first episode went viral. And I, and I look back on that now and that, that has been like this huge like motivation throughout life of to like, you know, like it's not even not let people – not let people put you down or hold you down it's just it just doesn't even matter Mm. what other people think it's just it's always reminded me that it's like what i want Mm. and what i like what do i want what's going to make me happy and it's like it's just taught me to drop this story of what Mm. anyone else might think Mm. because it has nothing to do with anyone Mm. you know because and whatever anyone might think that might be negative or positive to like my own life comes from their own story yeah absolutely and it's like yeah, and I, it was funny because I was thinking about it today. I was like, I, I was, um, I've just been working on the podcast the last couple of days, and I, um, and yesterday I edited up a really funny, really inspiring, um, and it's the story actually of the last trip I did, which was hitchhiking out to the Percy Islands and building a hut, living on the beach, and I edited it up, and the whole time I was laughing <laughs> while I was listening to this audio, and it just reminded me, and I was thinking back about how much fun it was doing that. And then I, I, it came back to that memory that I nearly didn't do the podcast in the first place three years ago. Mm, 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 mm. And I was just like, wow, you know, don't listen to people. <laughs> no, that's it, mate. But isn't it hard? Like, you know, when we're younger, we sort of get uh, stuck in this conditioning of what we should do, but your heart's really calling you to do something else. And I really would like to hear about your, your journey, like as a young fellow, like where were you programmed and, and what, what sort of path did you take before you sort of woke up into, you know, living, living your dreams? Well, it's, it's, it's funny that because I think it's our kind of rites of passage in, in a way is because we need tribalism. We need to find our, our way within a pack. So it's like, I think like as a teenager, we get into our group, we're in our group of mates. We, we're learning, we're, we're just learning who we are. And then I think when you become a young adult, you start becoming an individual within the pack and you start breaking off Mm. but it's like that's where that courage and that's where the warrior steps in and that's where you kind of step into your power Mm. where you can do that and i think that's where you become a man Mm. so it's um i think i think it's fine to be stuck in that kind of tribal mentality but it's like there's a time in your life where it's time to step up Mm. 
Mm. And I think the earlier you do that, you're better. Mm. The better because you step into your power. Mm. And I still see, like I'm 35 now, and I still see 35-year-olds stuck in that where they're, you know, because I, I, right now I'm in, I'm in Lennox Head just next to Byron Bay, and Byron Bay is a very clicky scene, mm. you know, and it's still got the who's who and who's cool and everything. And I, I can kind of take a step back and, and within a way, not judge it. I suppose it is a judgment. Look at that scene and still see other men doing it and other men being mm. not their authentic self and women, mm. but not being their authentic self. And I, and I often think, I'm like, wow, like I wonder how much they're – they're not stepping into their power because of this, mm, you know, and the most beautiful th- thing that I see, and that's what I really want to help other men with is being able to step into their power, step out of that, whether if it comes to like their own traumas, um, just anything. It's because I, I just think it's sometimes we need a little bit of help with that rites of passage. But for me, I grew up as a rat bag. Mm. Like, I just, I think it's the same, the cliche story. I grew up in Palm Beach. I was a little Palm Beach on the Gold Coast. I was a little surfer. I had like a, um, I kind of had like a bit of a rough upbringing, like a bit of a broken family kind of situation. Um, I, I had a scenario when I was a teenager where, you know, I didn't, I didn't really feel safe at home. I didn't, I started um, not going home. And I, I, I was lucky that I had the Palm Beach board riders. Mm. And I kind of got taken under the wing by a whole heap of older guys. And I think that's the best thing that ever happened to me because they, as they might have got seen as rat bags by the other, like, by greater society, they actually kind of kept me straight. Mm, mm, mm. Like, I never did drugs. I didn't do drugs when I was younger. All my mates were doing drugs. I didn't. Mm. Like, I just, um... By hanging around these older guys, it was kind of, it was kind of like when it came to like say like everyone's doing drugs, mm. and the older guys would say like, hey, yeah, you can do them if you want, but you know, be careful because of this, this, and this, mm. and all would kind of give me wise words of wisdom that kind of set me straight in a way. Yeah. I, I just find I got I got really lucky with that. Oh, mate, but, absolutely. I'll just interrupt quickly because really. This is where a lot of us go off track because we miss that mentoring when we're young. It's so important to have that, you know, between say fourteen and twenty, uh, and even longer if it's if it's required. But to have people that can keep you aligned uh, and doing something that you enjoy, I think it's really important. We've got a lot of work to do in society to help, um, you know, the young man, but also to help the older man that's missed that opportunity and still in this state of uh, uh, self doubt and um, you know low self esteem, which is pretty prevalent in modern society. Yeah, it's funny because what we have then, which I don't see as much now in the surfing community, is uh, is the respect and the respect for the elder. Mm. And so, like, when I was a, a grommet, when I was a grom, if you didn't respect the elders, they will just beat, beat the crap out of you, you know, <laughs> pin you down, give you dead arms and, like, and they kind of did that anyway, but they, there was, like, a mutual respect. If you respected them, they respected you and looked after you. Mm. And... That culture, I found, um, I, I don't know, like, I look back on that now, and now being 35, and I live down in Crescent Head and in a community down there, and the young kids in that area really gravitate towards me, mm-hmm. and I find myself now stepping into that role. Mm-hmm. I find myself now being, like, the friend, but also elder, yes. and kind of having those conversations that they can't necessarily have with their parents. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And... 
I'm I'm finding this now, and it's a space that I want to I want to continue holding, and and I'm and I wish I could hold it more and be at home more, so I could start maybe a surf club for him or something. But I, I look at that, I'm like, fuck, wow, that's what I had, mm. you know, like, you know, I didn't have like, I couldn't go to my parents for certain things or whatever, but I had these, I could go talk to these guys about girls, I could go talk to them about drugs, I could go talk to them about bullies. Mm. I remember guys wanting to beat me up and like being so scared and and going and talking to these guys and them giving me like words of wisdom and like you know and so um that's exactly yeah, what a young I, fellow needs mate that's awesome you know yeah you need to but, be proud of yourself to be able to play that role now and recognize it that's that's such a a cool thing to be doing i i find it such an important role in society mm. you know to have the big brother mm. Mm. Yeah. But Sorry, back, mate, I was going to say, how many people go into the workplace and don't have that in their boss? It's really rare to get that in your boss, whereas that's what you really, really need, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's guidance. Mm. Yeah. But, but back to your question of, like, me growing up and coming into myself, I think I was lucky that I was always – I always had a sense of adventure. I was, I was born with a – just this wanting to explore and need to explore and need to experience. Mm. And I've, I've always been wired in a certain way where, which was a bad thing when I was a kid, but it's a good thing as an adult, which is like, I, I don't like doing what I don't like to do. Mm. Mm. And so I was like a straight A, straight D student where it's like, if I didn't like doing it, I wouldn't do it. And you couldn't make me do it. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, and I always value. I always just wanted freedom. I always just wanted to do what I wanted to do, and I never understood why someone would make me do something I wouldn't want to do, mm. or why I had to do something I didn't want to do. So then, when I became an adult, it kind of that sense of freedom and need for freedom mixed with my sense of adventure, and I just started traveling the world. And so I bought an around the world ticket when I was. Uh, when I was 20 years old and traveled for a year and a half backpacking Jeez. and I got home and I thought I got home and I thought that I that's what I was allowed to do I got home and went okay I, I'm lucky that I was allowed that society let me go travel now I've got to play the game mm-hmm. and I I was like, all right, now it's time to knuckle down and do what, I've t- what I'm told to do. And that is to go to university or start a, start a trade and, um, you know, get a mortgage. Mm. And so I went to WA and got a job in the mines and I started saving money. And my whole plan was that I was going to start a tree lopping company because <laughs> I'm a tree climber. And I, I was doing that when I was younger, climbing trees. And, and um, it was just a skill that, I'm, that I've always had that I've been really good at. And I was, I, I was working for about 10 months and my girlfriend and I at the time went, oh, let's go to Bali for a two-week holiday. And I went over to Bali and, and I sat on the beach with my mates. I surfed all day. I had cocktails. I drank beers and I just hung out with my mates. Mm. And I just went, whoa, fuck, this is, this is what I miss doing. Mm. And I just... And I just I was just having this, um, oh, meanwhile, I was having a nightmare every night that I was stuck at school and I couldn't finish school (laughs) and I couldn't get anywhere. It was like this nightmare where I just couldn't get to the end of school. I just couldn't graduate. I just couldn't finish. 
and I go on this two-week holiday and I just have fun. I just go surfing. I just hang out. And I got home and I was just like, what am I doing? I don't want to do this in life. I'm just doing what someone else is telling me to do. And I was so scared because I'd been sold this one idea but I was thinking about it when I'd backpack all around the world. I'd saw, I'd seen these different scenarios or different ways to live life. But I was kind of stuck in this one set of conditioning. Mm, yeah. And I just remember thinking, you know what? I'm just going to give it up. And I just remember, like, just went, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm just, I'm just going to go surf and travel and hang out with my mates and have a good time and see what happens. And I bought an around-the-world ticket, and I reserved another one, and my girlfriend got home from work that afternoon, and I said, and I just said to her, I said, hey, I'm going. I just booked an around-the-world ticket. There's a ticket for you if you want it, but I can't do this anymore. I'm going. Hmm. And she just went, okay, I'll come. <laughs> and so we went and got on that plane, and I never had that nightmare again. Yeah, yeah, free. And, you were free. Uh, yeah, and I did another year and a half backpacking around the world, and I've come back after that year and a half and I landed on the Gold Coast and I found that same anxiety started coming back mm. where I was having that nightmare. I wasn't having the nightmare anymore, but I was having the feeling that that nightmare gave me. Mm. And that was this anxiousness because I was suddenly around all my friends that I'd grown up with that had all were in their trades or, or finished university. They all had mortgages. They were doing all this stuff and all I had done was travel. Mm. and everyone was saying, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? And I remember going to my girlfriend at the time going, I can't, I can't be around the Gold Coast. I'm just anxious. Mm. I, I'm moving to Byron. Mm. And I moved down to Byron, and the anxiousness went away. Suddenly I had my freedom again. I was just living life, just cruising through. Mm. And I started thinking, what is it about every time I go to the Gold Coast or I'm around those people? And I realized it was just where my conditioning was. It was just where I sold this one story mm. of how I needed to live my life. Mm. Mm. And so I just kind of like, I remember then and there being aware of that. And I remember sitting there and doing a meditation on that of surrender mm. and just allowing myself to just go on my path. And at that moment, it's just like that's taught me so much in life, that moment right there of surrendering. And like allowing me to go and be me because I felt guilty. I felt so guilty for being me because I felt so guilty because everything that was me is someone who loves adventure, is someone who loves their freedom, mm. and is someone who loves experiences. Mm. And it was like the societal conditioning that I had made me feel guilty for being me. Mm. So it was like for me to play the game that I was told I had to play. I had to give up who I was and it gave me so much anxiety. Mm. And so when I finally just surrendered into that and went with it, it was just like my life has been nothing but amazing. And the most amazing thing is, so I haven't stopped traveling and the things that you would think would be security that I'd miss out on, it's like things have fallen into place. Like I've, I own my land down in Crescent Head and I've built my own house off grid and it's like, so I've got that security that was the main driver, like security and um, shelter was the main driver after sticking to that system that I was sold, mm-hmm. that I was kind of like sold, if you get what I mean. Uh-huh. But it's like okay. ev- everything's fallen into place. The more that I've surrendered, the more that I've allowed to be me. Mm-hmm. And so this all happened when I was about 23. I took off for my second around the world trip. 
And then it was 25 was where I had my big kind of spiritual awakening. And that was um, dropping the ego and, and coming into myself. And it's, it's, it's funny, I think when we're talking about rites of passage and, and youth and being that elder for youth, it's like that would be the biggest thing that I can pass on to our youth. And that is to go travel and experience, to be able to open your mind, but it's to be able to get away from where you're conditioned mm. and come into yourself to learn about you, learn what actually makes you tick, learn what actually gives what your actual passions are. Mm. Because I think if you're going to set yourself up in life and you want to have a good, happy life, I think you need to learn who you are. Yes. And so um, that's that's something I'm like pretty passionate about and to give to our youth. But what I'm passionate about right now is, is going into – to men's work and holding this space for men because I'm seeing men around me um, struggling in life through their own traumas because mm. they haven't had that opportunity to have that awakening. Yes. They haven't had that opportunity to have that like self-awareness or haven't had that opportunity to take responsibility. Mm. That's right. And so I'm looking around and, and in the past year, I, I, t I told you earlier before the podcast, I had three mates commit suicide in the last year and, and, and one mate, um, I was there and, and stopped him from committing suicide and it was this big awakening of like, why aren't these men enjoying life? Mm. Where, where are they? They're stuck on this story of they're not worthy. Yes. Where are they where they're stuck on this story where they're, they don't know that they're allowed to give themselves what they need. Mm. That's exactly and right. And so, um, go ahead. Yes. Oh, mate. So, sorry, I'm... <laughs> don't, 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 no, 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 no. Everything's like everything's like sinking into my cells as you're, as you're saying that. And, and look, mate, it's 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 so common. I was exactly like that too. Trust me, I had to do the work before I could move through it. Uh, you know, primarily, but um, yeah, I see it all the time, mate. You know, I, 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 I see guys in prisons, I see guys in businesses, I see, you know, young men, I see old men, whatever. Uh, everyone has got this mask on, primarily, you know, mm. of, of their identity and who, who society believes that they are. But once you can help them free that up and give them the ability to, uh, to, to actually feel safe to, to do that, that is a huge gift. That's all, you know, Jesus was trying to do. That's all the Buddha's mm. trying to do. That's all, um, you know, Gandhi is trying to do. Uh, but they were crucified pr primarily because um, of the fear game, you know, to try and keep people in fear so you can keep them in control. So that's step one, to be, able, be aware of that in its essence. Mm. Is this actually something that's blocking my growth or is it something that's really helping me? Now, when, it's, when a sign comes up from the universe that says to you, yeah, maybe you can take a different course of action, that's the truth coming through. But when it's someone telling you, you must do this or you must do that, that gets really deep in your cells and that causes trauma. To be able to release that is, um, you know, it's very difficult for a lot of guys. So they'll suppress it and they'll, they'll do various things to be able to, um, you know, not uh, have it come up. But really, you know, that's, that's where you, you and I have got to have, you know, more, more discussions about being able to provide space for, for people to do that because you can change someone's life in a minute if you can say the right words that actually help them free themselves up. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't have to take a drug, you don't have to drink something, you don't have to do anything like that. It's all within us. We're all sitting on a gold mine primarily. We've just got to learn how to uh, start to dig and actually like uh, uncover it because it's there. It's always been there.
Yeah, and, and get someone out of that story. You know, yeah. just it's it, the end of the day, it's just a story. <laughs> and when when I started doing my own inner child work and my own shadow work, you know, I was like learning so much about myself and my own traumas. And I was finding these memories of where I was sold a certain story, mm. like childhood memories where something happened where I took on this belief system that I wasn't worthy of love mm. in this weird way that now plays out sometimes in my adult life. Mm. And the biggest thing I was like, that's just a story. That isn't real. Mm. I was a fucking five. I was a, sorry to say, I was a five-year-old kid <laughs> that's right. that couldn't perceive his reality that didn't have the tools at the time to understand that like you know maybe my mum was going through something maybe my dad was mm. and it just wasn't true yes you know and, and it's like every unique manifestation of love every person is a unique manifestation of love and they're exactly who they need to be yes right and if you think you're not worthy and you're not good enough it's like you're telling the whole universe that they that they screwed up yeah you're telling the whole of existence that they're wrong, right? And um, there's something that I like to do to to come into my power. You know, there's a lot of things that I do daily to come into my power, and that's, you know, work out. Um, you know, I love working out, and I love doing breath work mm-hmm. and, and meditating, but I, I'm kind of – I suppose I'm known for doing these survival trips or doing these wild trips, and I think what's – different with me to other adventurers or whatever this word is that they call it is that a lot of mine have been pilgrimages mm. and i think it's pretty important just for someone to have a pilgrimage and and for me it's just as simple as stripping yourself of everything so you're left with nothing but you yes that's and you're left with nothing but you to be responsible for your own self and so the recent trip I just did was hitchhike out to a remote island, get dropped off an island, build a hut, and live off the island. And, <laughs> you know, the thing is, when I was out there, there was nothing, there was no one to do anything. No one could do it for me, but I had to do it for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's in the physical sense, but it dominoes effects throughout your whole life. It's like, all right, if I'm thirsty, I need to go get water. I've got to do that. It's simple as that. No one can do that for me. But if you actually think about what happens in your real life, in your everyday-to-day life with your own emotions, it's like no one can do it for you but you. Mm. No one can make you happy. No one can make you feel loved. Like everything, every negative or positive emotion is down to you to just like to, to have. Mm. Mm. But when we're having these negative emotions, we often get caught on some story, you know, and I think the difference that something that happened with me is that I started becoming aware of that. Mm. And I started becoming aware that I'm the creator of that, Mm. you know, that I create my life, I create my reality, I create my emotions, right? And so sometimes I just need a reality check. And then for me to do that, I just call it grounding. Mm. When I want to ground myself, I just go give myself exactly what I need. And what I need is freedom, sense of adventure, and empowerment. I need to feel in my power. Mm. And so for me, it's going to be different to everyone, for everyone else. But for me, it's just like, I just need to go. Mm. And that, that manifested itself in that last trip was, was getting on, on the remote Percy Islands and having a good time. And I came back 
so in my power. Mm. You know, I came back feeling incredible, like that I was capable of anything. Mm. You know, I came back and knowing that I was like the master of my domain. Yes. I came back knowing that I was the creator of my own reality. I came back knowing that I owned all my emotions. Mm. And it's like my life has been incredible since then. It was incredible before that. But it's like, I just need to do those things for me as a reality check. And I don't know what that stuff is for other people. But it's like, sometimes I've just, I've got to give myself what I need. Mm. Mm. But mate, that, that, that power is within all of us, you know. It really is. We've just got to learn to disconnect from the attachments, which can block us at the end of the day. And you, you confronted yourself. You were vulnerable. That's really how we grow, isn't it? You know, when you stick yourself on an island, okay, well, there's no, no, no bottle shops. There's no, um, there's no fast food outlets. There's no convenience. Uh, all I've got is compassion for myself. Uh, that's really where I can grow uh, rather than, you know, criticizing myself. That's the first hurdle to get over. But you can be compassionate to yourself and all of a sudden you're free to do um, what it is that helps you survive because we all innately know how to do that but we're all I wouldn't say all but 99% of us are in survival mode every day in modern society you know so so being able to rewild yourself get back to what was meant for us here as humans to, be, to for us to be doing is critically important so yeah. when you when you lose everything you know you just, you've just got nothing and you come into the world with, <laughs> with nothing and you might as well leave it with nothing too but um, you know mm. those attachments that we uh, hang on to can really cause the suffering, and they're just constructs of the mind primarily. So, so getting back to to what you were saying, uh, you know, with the friends in Thailand, sorry, in, in Bali, and, and that you were hanging around with, and that tribal sort of mentality, that's what's meant for humans, mate. You know, like honestly, we're meant to be like in these communities where we're actually like able to be ourselves and to be able to not be judged or criticised or compared or shamed or whatever. You know, to be able to be who you really are and and to be in, in that natural environment is where a human's meant to be. I always say, look at everything else around us in nature is doing their own thing, mate. We're the only, only, only species that's not. Yeah, it's, it's funny because it just comes down to being your true, authentic self. Mm. And sometimes I think I'm like, what am I fearing? Mm. Not being that. I'm like, I'm fearing the judgment of someone who has their own story. Mm. And their stories, for one, is not my story. Whatever they think of me is actually none of my business. And then I'm thinking, like, why do I fear what someone else might think of me that I don't even know? Yes. Or I don't even care about. You know, like, let's, let's say there's a dance floor and there's an amazing band playing and I, I just want to get up and enjoy it and express myself. Like, mm. why am I doing that? Mm. Fear. What's this fear? What's this fear of being seen? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like we have, we have this fear of being seen, but it's just like, what's... What's wrong with being, what's wrong with being me? Mm. And one thing it's like, when I started dropping the story and allowing myself just to be me, my life just did only become amazing, but it became incredible. Mm. And the reason why it became incredible is because, okay, so I've, I've got this one life, right? I've got this one chance of human existence, right? To experience this life. Now, if I'm gonna experience this life, wouldn't I just wanna experience it as me? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And 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 wouldn't I want to experience, it, experience it, it connecting with other people? Now, how am I going to have pure, authentic connections with other people if I'm not giving them me? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because life's a puzzle and we're not going to get along with everyone. But the people that I want to click with, I want to click them, with them because they're my people. Mm 
Mm. And I'm only going to find my people if I'm allowing myself to be me. Yes. You know what I mean? Otherwise, like if I'm giving someone a cardboard cutout or someone, if I'm telling someone who I think I am or who I want them to think I am, who am I connecting with? I'm not connecting with them. Mm-hmm. They're not connecting with me. Like it's like, and so years ago, I just started dropping this story where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be me. Mm. And then, so now what happened, it wasn't like, you know, people like, oh, you manifest all this amazing stuff in your life. But it, I don't, I think it's more simpler than just manifesting. I think it's just more simple that you're just creating real connections. Mm-hmm. You know, you're being your true authentic self and people can see that. And I've gone one step deeper with this when, I, when I've thought about it. It's like, it's, if you've got two chiefs, right, you've got two tribes and they've, they've, they've just met in the jungle and they've got their swords, they've got their swords up, they've got their shields up, they're ready to fight. And then one of the tribes, the chief walks up and he just drops his sword and he drops his, his shield and he just opens his arms. Mm-hmm. What does he do? He's got nothing to hide. Mm-hmm. So he's being his true authentic self. He's coming with open arms saying, hey, this is me. Mm-hmm. I'm not hiding anything. I'm not going to turn around and stab you. Yes. So what does the other guy do? They open their arms as well. It's yes. safe. Yes. And so I find that when I'm being my true authentic self, you're being safe. You're showing other people that you're safe. So then they drop the axe. So then they're safe with you. So then you're able to have these pure experiences with people and connection. So for one, that's beautiful in itself because now I'm really connecting with people. Mm. But for two, I'm showing that I'm safe. So now that I have, now I have trust. So then who do people want to do business with? Who do people want to work with? Who do people want to hang out with? It's people that they trust. Yes. People that they have a good time with, people who they can see who they actually are because they're not hiding anything. They're going to get what they can see is what they get. So then I found in every aspect of my life where it comes to business, where it comes to community, where it comes to relationship, friendship, has all just become like amazing mm-hmm. because I've just dropped the act. Yes. I've oh. just dropped the story. <laughs> I've just gone, you know what? I'm going to be me, and if people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. That's none of my business. Mm. If they don't like it, that's not my story. Yes. And it's like, and it's like people are like, wow, well, you're manifesting all this stuff. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm manifesting it. But at the same time, it's just happening because people trust me. Yes, that's right. It's happening because I'm just being safe, you know. And then at the same time, people are like, you know, when they, you know, you reach out, like, oh, I wish I could live my life like you. Oh, how are you doing this? I'm like, well, you can do it. <laughs> And why aren't you doing it? Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, exactly, mate. And that's what uh, what uh, Mr. Rule told you in grade six or your old man told you when you were 15 or whatever that actually was trapped in your body and you go back to that default setting all the time, don't you, to be able to clear that. But what you're doing as an individual, Aaron, is you're, you're approaching life with your heart open and when you're able to do that, then everything will work for you because it is a friendly universe here, right? It's actually trying to work for us. We're just getting in the road of that. You know, if people can see, uh, you know, sincerity within yourself and the ability to be able to feel something in you that they really want within themselves, they will drop their sword and then they'll listen and they'll start to, you know, develop uh, ways to to open up because they're not being told, they've been told their whole life how to live it, you know. We really have. And uh, and that's... That's, that, you know, in its essence, is really getting us away from who we're meant to be. Everyone's got a, you know, a purpose and a gift here. 
you know, if I, if I went to a, a heap of grade threes and said, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, that, in a room of 15 kids, there might be one of them that actually does it because something else comes along and takes them away from that. But, but if that kid, the one kid, is able to do that, then they're, they're going to live exactly feeling like what you do. They're going to live in their purpose and feel fulfilled, you know, because that, that is not a construct of the mind. That's a construct of the heart. That heart feeling is within all of us. It actually gets programmed, <laughs> programmed out of us, uh, you know, in that uh, in that mid uh, primary school sort of system and, and beyond, you know. So to be able to 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 be aware of that, and I really encourage people that are listening to this that have got kids to start to really hone in on that. Not not pushing kids too much. Be able to give them the ability to thrive and be themselves, and you know, be free as individuals. That's really what it comes down to, you know. And uh, you, you you talk about. Uh, actors, mate. I, I come across half a dozen actors today in business world, and um, you know, guys that are wearing these clothes in a in a in a muggy hot environment, which they shouldn't be in. You know, they're 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 there to do a role, and they're dressing like that, and they're probably not feeling comfortable. I've got no doubt, but um, uh, you know, it's that programming that sort of pushes them down that road. But if you ask them all, do you really want to be doing this, and got them to be vulnerable enough to talk about what they really want to do, they'd all probably say, no, this is bullshit. You know. <laughs> Let's, uh, let's move yeah. away from that, you know. And if we can get more people doing that, then all of a sudden we don't need the, the enforcement that we actually have in modern society, you know. We need to be more proactive rather than reactive. And, and you know, that's, that's, that's what you sort of discovered, which is so beautiful early on in your life, to be able to understand that. A lot of people go through the whole life and don't even come to it at all. Well, that's, that's the thing when you said they're being proactive. The, the, the end story of that is like no one's going to do it for you yes you have to do it it's your life you're the creator and then it comes down to fear mm. where we actually live in the confines of our own fear and that's why like i play a game where i step into my fear and that's a lot of that is you know i do it with the outdoors mm. um just because that's that's where i i like to step into my fear yes. <laughs> I, I suppose yeah. but it's like you know it's like okay what are we fearing here and then you can break down that fear when you're like, okay, like I'm, I'm, I'm doing it with myself right now because I'm everything in the last six months of what I've been doing has been stepping me into wanting to hold space for other men mm. and to be able to hold this space, to be able to bring men into their warrior, bring men into their heart, bring men into, into, into love. Mm-hmm. And, um, just because mental health just does not need to be happening the way it has. Like I've just witnessed, like, like, like I said, the last year, year I've witnessed three of my mates have passed away and one I had to fight with, with, um, with a knife that was trying to, and it was really confronting. And, and at the same time, I had my own spout, my first spout of, my, of life of my own depression of where I was um, trying to change some patterns that I was doing and I opened up my own wounds and my own mm-hmm. inner child healing and, and my own shadow work, which I felt I had to do. Yeah. But for me now, I'm going through my own fear, which is now that is, okay, learning this and learning this about myself, but the actual belief system is that I'm strong enough to be able to hold that space for other men. Yes. And I said to my my my, my, my partner, I um. I said to my girlfriend that, because this year I want to go climb Aconcagua, I really want to see how my body holds in high altitude. Mm. I really want to see what it's like when I push myself in, in that space where where high altitude I've experienced before and I've had altitude sickness, but I've, I've never trained for it. And I've never pushed myself in this in this outlet. Like I've, I've done mountaineering and I, I did the, the crossing in the north of Iceland solo by myself, which is a whole other story, but Jeez. that... That um, was a 
something that pushed me way through that it got me into my mind and I had to use my mind to have the strength to be able to survive that. Mm-hmm. But now I'm, I'm thinking about doing Agatcagra and after Agatcagra, it's, um, it's, um, I, I wanted to see how my body can go on that and then see if I can, if I can climb an 8,000 in the Himalayas. <laughs> and I said to my girlfriend that, oh, I'll go do this. I'll climb Agatcagra, then I'll train for a couple of years and then I'll go do an 8,000. Then I'll hold men's workshops. <laughs> and, yeah. she's, and she's yeah. like, why? What are you talking about? I said, oh, because then I'll have the strength and everyone can see, you know, if I've done an 8,000 um, metre mountain, like if I've, done, if I've summited something in the Himalayas, mm-hmm. then people can look up to me. It'll make it worse. She's like, what are you talking about? She's like, what story is in your head that you think yeah. that's what you need to be able to do? Yes, ego. She said, isn't, isn't what you've done good enough? Yes. Or, or even like, why does it even matter? Mm-hmm. It's like it's your sole purpose. It's your calling. It's what everything that's been happening right now is, um, yeah, is is pushing me into this. And it was just so weird that I had to step back and I was like, "Wow, that's mm-hmm. my own self worth. That's yes. my own self belief. That's my own fear." Yes. Mate, and I'll, I'll just no. Go ahead. I was just, just going to interrupt, but but see, mate, like there's ego there too for you to be able to. Uh, be something which people look up to. You don't need to do that at all. You know, yeah. once your heart's open enough, that, that's all you need, you know. You, you'll go and do these things in your own time when, uh, when it's right for you to not prove anything to anyone else but experience the adventure yourself. So when you're, when you're going with, like it's like, I, I will talk about this more, but like when you're going into something with an agenda, then you, you, you're really at risk of failure straight away. When you're going at something with a venture, then you've already got the tools, you already know what to do if, if something wrong happens. There's no need to be tense when you go into a pursuit, you know? So, so for you to say, okay, I'm gonna do this, and then by the end of 2024, you've achieved it, it's gonna take a long time for your ego to come back down again, um, you know, after you've done that. So to be able to do it in your own time, that's gonna be so much more inspirational for others. And once you've started doing this work, then others, you know, can can probably look at it with uh, with some form of curiosity that can help their own growth, I guess, at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. It's just funny because I was like, it, it wasn't my, E, e, yeah, it's my ego, but it wasn't me wanting to have the strength for other people. It was actually when I break down that fear mm. and my own self-worth, it was my own feeling of not being good enough. Yes, yes. It was my own story that I'm not good enough. But I broke mm. that down and I'm like, so I'm, I'm pretty much saying to myself, oh, I'm only good enough if I do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the, what, what, what is that? Yes. You know, and I was like, even... It's funny, and, and the reason why I'm saying this is like, even with how much I know this and how much it's played out in my life, it still pops up. Mm-hmm. It's still a story that I have to be aware of. Same. You know, it's still a story that's holding me back from creating the life that I want to create. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've gone so far, but it still pops up. Yep, and it's like, but the thing is, it's like that I was aware of it and I saw it. And I was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> There's that belief system. Like, like oh, no. Yeah, where did that come from? Yeah. You know? Oh, I and agree. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it's just it's just having that awareness. <laughs> you know? That that's where oh. that's what meditation will teach you in its essence, you know, to be able to, to, to see that. You know, 
that, that happens to me all the time. Like, oh, I, I'm, I'll battle with that sort of stuff too, you know. Why am I doing this? Uh, what are the outcomes of this? Is it really keeping me into alignment and, and into my heart? If it's not, then maybe it's, it's not worth, um, worth pursuing. But yeah, if you're not aware of it, you'll get a thought, and, yeah, bang, let's do that, and away you go. This is where depression can kick in, because once you've achieved something, then all of a sudden, you know, it's either what next, you keep, you keep climbing the mountain, or you come back to this sense of flatness again. And I just think if you do it from the right place, um, that's where we've got to be smarter, so we can actually start to uh, make achievements for the right reasons, rather than just for... Uh, it's important to have goals, mind you, but uh, you know, for 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 proving and, and that sort of thing. But yeah, it's so awesome that you're able to pick that up now, mate. Mm. It's it's funny you say that too about the you know once you do do that mount and it's it's one big thing that I've learned as well. It's 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 the journey. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I have that in adventure. People like when I go on an adventure, people are like you know it's people like. It's like they want to jump to just being on top of that mountain. Mm. I'm like, nah, it's not being on top. Yes. It's the journey to get there is the fun part. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You know, it's 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 overcoming the hurdles that get thrown at you when you're climbing a mountain. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's stopping and enjoying the view. It's it's feeling your body push through your body while you're doing it. It's like not yeah, it's it's funny because you can relate that to everything in life. <laughs> Oh, you can, mate. You're right, but you know, like it's certainly, uh, yeah. You, you pursue it. You, you get the car. You do the marathon. You do this, that, and the other. But you actually like you're pushing so hard. You're missing what's going on in the moment. And, and I had that realization years ago. I was out running at like three fifteen or something in the morning, and there was nothing, mate. Like no noise, no nothing. It was just like the universe and me. And and then you realize that that's what it's all about, you know, to be able to yeah. enjoy it step by step, moment by moment. And you get back so fulfilled, you know, rather than. Um, being being attached to uh to an outcome i suppose yeah i just i do this meditation before every adventure where i i sit down i normally do it on the beach and i just um and for sunrise and i just sit there and i do a meditation meditation on completely letting go Mm -hmm. where i completely give in to the experience that i'm going to go on where there's no expectation and i say allow the experience to take me Mm. allow the experience to take me traveling and so i just did that on that last trip because i hitchhiked Mm -hmm. i hitchhiked on a yacht to drop me off on this island right and it was funny when i went to the island i was in the middle of doing my inner child work i was in the middle of doing um shadow work and learning my patterns and doing all this kind of inner stuff and bring and trauma work i was was pretty much diving into my own traumas Mm -hmm. and i took a few books and there was all this inner work that i was going to continue to do when i got to the island and when i got to the island i didn't do any of it (laughs) because i realized i didn't need to yes (laughs) i didn't i didn't and i just remember thinking like i don't have to punish myself it was like I was being, I was doing my, I was being my complete authentic self by just expressing myself on an island by myself and, and with other people because yachties were coming in every so often and I was meeting yachties and cool people and having experiences with them. Mm. But one thing that I noticed was that I was so completely in the now, like nothing mattered. Not even, like, no inner child work. I was doing all this work that I felt I needed to do to be my higher self. I didn't need to do anything because I already was. <laughs> I didn't need to step into my power because what I was doing was stepping into my power. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, 
and I found that I was so in the now with those sounds, like you're saying when you're running in the morning, with every smell, every bit of food that I was eating, I was catching a fish. I was so aware of the life that I was taking. Mm. I was so appreciative of that life. I was tasting every little bit bit when I was eating it. You know, even though it had all the sand and grit in it because I was <laughs> cooking on the beach, it didn't matter. It was just mm. like I was so in the now. And then when I was I, – I did six weeks out there and I wasn't ready to come home. Like I was ready to come home but I didn't need to. Yeah. I, I became so comfortable in that environment yeah. because life just drifted away. Mm. Mm, you know, life was amazing. There was I had no problems in the world. I was on an island. By myself, you know, all I had to do in the morning was get up and go dive and catch some fish. Look, look and that's everyone's dream, isn't it? Like to be able to be stranded on a desert island, a deserted yeah. island, deserted island. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably struggle with it for a few days, but then I'd start to dig deep and, and learn what I need to do to survive, I suppose. Yeah, but it was, it was this perfect thing. It was this perfect mix where I didn't have to push myself too hard because yachties were coming in all the time with fresh supplies. Mm. The longest I went without seeing anyone was 10 days. Yeah, right. But it, before that was like three, four days. Every three or four days when the wind would change, you would sometimes, I would have up to 10 yachts in the bay and people coming to the beach and putting on a big barbecue. One, one night we actually did, um, we did a movie night where someone put a sheet up on the beach and they put a little projector, a little 12-volt projector, and they bought wine and um, popcorn and chocolate and had a barbecue. And I'm living in this little hut that I built with a machete on the beach, and now I'm watching a movie under the moonlight with all these really cool people that have their <laughs> own cool stories that are giving me chocolate and popcorn. And, and you know, there was no rules. Some, mm. some, a few people made jokes to me like, oh, aren't you supposed to be surviving? Aren't you a survivor? <laughs> survivalist? And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm an opportunist, mate. I'm like here to have fun. I'm yeah. here to let the experience take me. Mm. I'm here to make the most of it, to have fun with this experience. I'm not going to sit over in the corner while you guys watch a movie and eat mm. popcorn. Mm. I'm here to have a good time, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm not yeah, here to punish cool. myself. And that, that's where I think we get stuck to as guys. We're pretty rigid, you know. We sort of, oh, no, I've got an agenda. I've got to stick to this. But to be able to be flexible uh, brings joy, doesn't it, you know. And then you can you can really enjoy the moment that you're in and, um, you know, yeah, that, that's, that's so important for us to actually acknowledge and accept that and surrender to it, you know, at the moment. I think yeah. it's really cool. And I, was, and I was also aware that that comment on me was someone else's story. That was yes. someone else's ego, you that's know. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, cool, you can, you can put a survivalist in a box or whatever you think. I'm like, I'm not calling myself that. I never said I was a survivalist. <laughs> I said I'm a dude coming to an island to have a good time. Yes. <laughs> That's it, and just do it on my own, you know, that, that's what it's all about, you know, and it's so important, but my, my, my real purpose on this earth is to be able to help people do Vipassana, you know, so go away for 10 days and just be quiet, and um, once you can do that, then you can come home again to yourself, and that's when you can really start to transform, and, uh, you know, that's, I believe that's my, my calling, that's, that's the next journey for me to be able to step into that place holistically, and you know, make it happen and make it real because I just think that if I'm, if I'm able to do that, it's not about, you know, uh, myself, it's being able to help others, you know, come home to themselves again and give them a space where they're safe to be able to do that. And my gift in this body is to be able to help people access the slow brain, you know. It's taken me a long time to understand that within myself because I'm incredibly anxious too. And, uh, 
for me to be able to access that on, on a daily basis really is really important to me but I've been able to develop the tools over the years which are you know really available to us all to do that and we've got to learn to come back to that that stillness again and that oneness within ourselves otherwise we're in this fight and flight consistently and it's not healthy to do that mate and um you know that's that's my next journey to be able to do more of that rather than the athletic pursuits <laughs> and all those sorts oh, of things you know yeah that's amazing and, and but also you can the athletic pursuits that you've done in the past have taught you your strength mm. you've you've been able to see your strength mm. and that's what I, I find it important sometimes to just to be able to get into um into our mind like as in like to push yourself that's what when you do Vipassana, oh, the, Vipassana was one of the hardest things I've ever done mm. because it was the actual pain body mm. that mm-hmm. was hard for me sitting in the one spot mm. and having to meditate through the pain that my body went through by sitting in the one spot mm. was the hardest thing. It wasn't not talking. It wasn't not moving. It was like literally dissolving pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was, yeah, it's... Um, I was just I was just thinking before when you're saying that you know like one thing you've learned doing this stuff and it's one thing that I've learned and that I, I try to stay aware of is um, giving myself what I need mm-hmm. and I have a little I have a little thing that a reminder that comes up on my phone every day one is um, be a superhero mm-hmm. and the other one is give yourself what you need stay in your intu- uh, stay in your power and follow your intuition. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's pretty funny. So give myself what I need. So sit there and really make sure I'm giving myself what I need, like that I'm getting what I need. I'm living my true authentic self. Stay in my power. Allow myself to be in that power. Allow myself to to give myself what I need mm. and follow my intuition. So that's being connected to who I true, who I authentically am. Yes. And then be my superhero is. Who is my superhero? That's someone who goes into their fears. Mm-hmm. That's, That's someone who does step up. And when you're talking about Vipassana or, or any athletic things that you've done in your past, you've always had to step into your superhero. Yes, yeah, that's right. You know, you've had to step into your, to, to your strength. You know, you've had to step into your power to find that. And I, I often think about, you know, who is our superhero? And our superhero is someone who... who Still, he fights, but he fights with love. He stands there with strength and power and honor, mm-hmm. and he does it with love and gives himself what he needs. And um, you know, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm relating this to uh to the pasana. <laughs> Just maybe think of the pasana because the pasana, you know, sitting in silence and meditation for ten days was the hardest thing I had to that I think I've had to do. Mm. And it's something that made me step straight into my superhero. Yes. I had to be in my superhero that whole freaking time. Mm-hmm. I thought you? I was going to die. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, don't know, I don't know whether you, um, you know um, uh, Kyle Muggeridge from the Gold Coast, but uh, yeah, he so changed his life as well, you know, being able to step into that space, being on the World Superbike Tour, you know, <laughs> to be able to go and do that. And then he never looked back. It just changed him completely, you know. You get out of the, the judgments and opinions of the mind and come back to, to the self again, and you actually start to love yourself, you know, um, whereas we're, we're sort of conditioned above the shoulders. But, you know, my, my mm. vision is to be able to create a space where you have got a bit of freedom 
rather than just being you know completely disciplined disciplined to uh, to do that 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 uh, that that difficult work sitting on your ass too. But uh, it's important to do that because you do need to be able to work through pain and. You know, I know you, you have uh, plenty of times as well, but I've had to put myself into significant amounts of pain to be able to, you know, find, okay, once I can surrender from this and let go, then the body takes over, and then all of a sudden you can start to be free. And uh, you, can push, you can push through anything. I, I believe there's a way through any block. If, you, um, mm. if you're able to believe that and see that and, and just give yourself space to, uh, to allow it rather than, you know, having the, the blockages that, uh, that sometimes hold us back. Yeah. I was just thinking as you were saying that, it was like, what makes incredible people incredible? Mm. It's because they step up. Yep. You know, it's because they step up and they do it. And then I was just thinking about that then. And it's like, yeah, it's like, because I've been able to step up before, because, man, I don't think I'm strong. Like, like I, it's, it's weird. It's like, yeah, I don't, like, I... I've just been someone who's stepped up before and I've found my strength before and then now I know when I can, like when some, when the going gets tough, mm-hmm. I just go back to those times when I've been able to do it mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And so I've kind of made life difficult for myself sometimes by like challenging myself and putting myself, like doing Vipassana. Mm-hmm. Vipassana is a huge mental challenge and physical challenge. And you get through something like that, man, when life gets hard in the future, mm. it's like I say to myself, like, fuck, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I've done this stuff before. Yes. You know? It's important. And to so, give, I was going to say quickly, to be able to give the mind a rest once a year or twice a year even better is so important for our ability to be able to reach our potential. You know, if we can spend a couple of blocks of just uh, coming home again, that can help the whole year uh, be amplified into, um, you know, a much greater outcomes um if we're able to you know to do that you know the slow brain stuff that i'm talking about okay surrendering like you've talked about a lot is so important you know we're so attached and fixated on things to be able to learn to surrender is just the absolute biggest gift that we can give ourselves as humans yeah oh i just you know i just did it in relationship Mm. you know and i i just um you know i entered a a beautiful relationship with an extremely strong connection and patterns that i saw come up in my ego Mm. was like oh don't be my true authentic self because you know like because you've got to step back and you've got to do this first or you know those pretty much like games you know how people play games Mm. they're like oh i shouldn't message this i shouldn't message back right now i should leave it for a little bit or i should do this do that (laughs) I entered this relationship and when, when I first had this connection, I just went, you know what, I'm dropping this story. Mm. I'm, just allow- I'm just surrendering it to this. And I, and I, said, to, to the, I said to my partner, I said, you know what, um, I'm just going to surrender. And I'm only going to accept, um, I, I just pretty much set boundaries. Mm. I, I just pretty much said, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to play those games anymore. And I, for the first time in my life, I surrendered in relationship where I dropped the story from the start Mm. and it gave way to be able to allow for the most magical experience and the most magical connection. And again, no expectation. I don't have any expectation of where it's going to go. I'm just happy with the journey for what's (laughs) happening right now. But the difference in surrendering and just giving in and just saying, you know what, I'm just 
putting my heart out there and, and whatever, you know, I'm just so open. And, but also doing that withholding boundaries, as in like, you know, I did it in a way like that. Like, it's weird. We play games, I think, so we don't to so we don't get hurt, just to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I think that is so wrong, wrong in a way. I think when it comes to relationship or anything in life, just freaking surrender and be your authentic self. But at the same time, if you give yourself what you need and stay in your power, then you set boundaries. Yes. 100%. You know what I mean? You can do that in business. Yes. You, you do it in you do it in like you do it in your friendships. And then I just did it in a in a romantic relationship and the the after effect was fucking incredible. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there I'm like, why haven't I done this before? And, and the reason why and the reason why I chose to do it this time, the reason why I hadn't done it before or in this way is because relationship is your inner child. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I had to learn. Relationship, romantic relationships are in a child. And so I had to learn about my inner child and step up and bring myself power in that. Mm. But it's like, I'm like, I've, I've been learning to do this in all aspects of my life where I give myself what I need. I stay in my power, but I come as my true authentic self yes. and just surrender to the experience. Mm. And then next thing I did it in a romantic relationship and I just got the most magical result. Mm. And I was just like, Wow! Yeah. Why didn't I do this before? Same. I've got the same experience, mate, and I like we can talk deeply about that. But yeah, certainly um, the last relationship I was in, um, same thing. I just had no expectations, no, no, nothing. None of the old thoughts come up. I just okay, this is what it is. All I've got is this moment now, right? None of the other stuff that happens in the past matters, and this this particular moment. And yeah, you're right. If you can, if you can take that sort of mindset. Uh, or not, not so much mindset, but like that, that openness to your life, then it's amazing what can unfold. You know, I've been in situations where there's been lots of agitated minds to be able to step into that truth of yourself and you'll find that everyone else will, will calm down, de-escalate because you are there, you know. Uh, people are outside their bodies when they're, when they're too much in the mind and um, to be able to do that in a relationship, uh, you know, just to be comfortable in your own skin and, you know, connect to your own heart is really how a relationship's meant to be you know we've got to look at other species in on the earth here and how they're, they're going about it and uh you know they don't have to think about uh things they just like let it happen and i think we've got the same innate ability we've just got to let it uh, let it flow at the end of the day yeah yeah and life's <laughs> life's incredible when you're allowed to be yeah that's right yeah you know it's and yeah, when you give yourself what you need and you and you, and you step into your power. Mm. But I, the only way to do it, and this is what where I what I want to help teach other men, and that is because you've got to be responsible. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's one thing that I realise when it comes to relationship and anything in life is that I'm the common denominator. Yes, you know what I mean, and I'm the one that's created every single scenario in my life. Mm-hmm. I created it. Because I'm the driver. Yes. And it's like, I, I remember I was with this girl, amazing girl. I was with her for seven years. And I remember I, I broke up with her and, and one day I was whinging about her. I was having a whinge. And my mate said to me, he goes, you didn't realize you created that relationship. <laughs> yeah. And I just sat and I looked at him and I went, God, you're right. <laughs> exactly. I was like, it wasn't them. 
Mm. It's not them, it's me. It's like, where didn't I set my boundaries? Where did I not give myself what I need? Yes. Where, where am I doing this in other parts of my life? Where am I doing this in business? Where am I doing this in, in my everyday-to-day life? Mm. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the whole point of this um, podcast I think we've got to right now is, um, is that you're the creator of your own reality and if you step into that and step into the responsibility <coughs> that you are the driver that your life can be amazing. Yes, 100%, mate. And it's like... It's our birthright. Yeah, it's like, that is, it's our birthright with this, Mm. like how you said before, all we have is this one moment. Mm. All we have is this moment right here and in front of us. Mm. And it's like, and that's where my, that sense of freedom that I have comes in. And I get like, when people, I get this weird thing that where hairs stand up on the back of my neck, when people try to tell me how to be, or people try to tell me what to do, it's like my, my neck, shrivels up because i'm like well you're taking away my sense of freedom mm, that's right like who, who are you to tell me how to be you don't know how, how i need to be <laughs> like, i don't know how you need to be exactly. like that's a that's the thing that helps me not judge other people is that i have no idea how they should be yes because i'm not them mm. i don't know what they need i don't know what their traumas are what they need but i'm like don't tell me how to be yeah, the, the, the thing is, is actually helping people understand they are unique within themselves. They don't have to be like following a pattern of what someone else expects of them, you know. Um, to be able to get into their own their own self and be able to access that, to love themselves, it's something that I've, I've battled with my whole life, to actually like to say, yeah, you're doing all right here, you know. Um, everything's good, you know. You don't have to like continually be on the lookout for me because I'm taken care of, you know, and... Um, you know that protective mind, that negative mind's there for a reason. But if we're in it consistently, it's it's so um, so uh, you know profound in holding us back at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah, I had a I had a weird conversation with a friend um, a couple of weeks ago, and the conversation went like this: was my friend was like praising me and really looking at me with a lot of inspiration with how I've lived my life and how much freedom I have, and. Um, and well, yeah, just with how I live my life. And then with the same, in the same conversation, then started telling me how they thought I need to be mm. and how they thought I need to, um, and, and it was all coming from their own fear. Yeah. And what it was was with how we're traveling right now, you know, it's just it, with how everything is happening in life and I just kind of still float around and I, and I have my freedom and I haven't, I haven't, I haven't fallen into fear. Mm-hmm. and I won't but it was like their fear started coming out on me and I just kind of took a step back and I was like do you realize you just sat here for five minutes and told me how much you want to live like how I want to live and you wish you could do that within yourself yes and then you spent five minutes telling me that I need to be more like you and I should be like and I should be more fearful and do this and I go don't you realize my life is the way that it is because I'm not living like that. Yes, that's because right. Because I am not, because I'm not fearing like that, because I'm choosing not to fear, because I'm choosing to, to live free and happy and with love. Mm. And I was like, do you realise the contrast? And I was like, you, you, want, you, you want to live like this, but your conditioning or right now, that's just your own fear. Yes. And it actually has nothing to do with me. Mm. So I was like, with love, don't put that on me. <laughs> I was like, I love you, but I'm living like this and how yeah it was just it was i just found it so weird you know like someone sitting there and saying how much they wanted to live like this but then telling me i needed to 
live yeah. with the, not not live like that because that's how they live. Yes. No, exactly. It happens all the time, mate. So to be able to catch it out is important. To be happy within yourself, you know, is such a gift, you know. And you can you can learn and help others and grow and all that type of stuff. But as long as you don't get you know, to attach to someone else's opinion. And uh, it can, that can happen easily, you know, it really can, to be able to sort of have a conversation with someone and that, that stays with you and then you start doubting yourself like you did years ago about your podcast. But once you're able to move through that, you, you look at, you know, all the tremendous things that have, have happened from there. Yeah. And when I say this, I think sometimes people think like, you know, you just give up and you go travel and you live life. And I'm like, no, it, it isn't that at all being free. What being free is, is being your true authentic self and allowing that. Mm. And so that is like, okay, so yeah, we need, okay, for one, we know this as humans, we need security and we need shelter. And for each of us, because of our own traumas and our own conditioning, we're gonna need a different level of security to make ourselves feel safe. Mm. But it's like looking at yourself of where you're living in fear and where you don't need to be, or where you'd like to be going more into fear and what makes you happy. Yes. So it's like living your true authentic self isn't just giving up. Maybe it is just giving up everything and going and traveling and, and living free, but not everyone can do that. Mm-hmm. It might be having the courage to step into your power and following your own passion mm-hmm. and following your own heart and following like what you want to do in life, whether if that's in business, whether if that's in relationship, whether if that's in how you're living your life, you know, and it's coming down. It's like if I was fearing anything, my fear, and it actually is a fear, it's not doing that. Mm, mm, My mm. fear is that I'm going to waste this one, this one experience of, that I get to live life. Yes. My fear is that I'm going to live it not being my authentic self. Yes. That yes. I'm going to live it as someone else's story. Mm. <laughs> you know? Exactly, yes, 100%. That's true, mate. It's so beautiful, and, and you're really made to do this men's work, so we've got to, got to get you into that and, and you know there's so many people's lives that can be transformed and, and changed from there you know so mate um we better wrap it up otherwise we're going to run out of time here <laughs> on my on my thing and i know you've got a you got a you got a commitment you got to get to so how can people get hold of you or look at the work you're doing uh well diaries of the wild ones is is my podcast and that's yeah. um that's been a huge success since, since i've started it's it's really put me in the adventure world and put me out to living again just like what we're saying i I followed something i was passionate about Mm. so diaries of the wild ones um on any podcast platform diaries of the wild ones on instagram um that has a lot of my adventures but that's yeah i think my my next role is going to be stepping into so right now i'm building this teepee and a steam hut on my property (laughs) and i really want to get in and i'm about to start studying shamanism it's that's something really scary to step into. So I want, I want to be a, a just. I just want to help other men. <laughs> so I just, I just see my mates battling some of them because they can't deal with their emotions, and I just want to have a space where I can be like, you know what, dude, yeah. we've all got it. We've all got shit. Let's deal with it. Let's do this. Let's step into our warrior. Let's step into our power. Let's step into our heart. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's and, my dream. And, and so I want to learn how. I want to learn how to hold that space. But yes. yeah, it's right happening. now. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, it's it's already happening. It's already happening. (laughs) Go ahead. And I was just going to say, right now, Diaries of the Wild Ones, it's the adventure podcast. Everyone loves it. And um, it's just people's wild adventure stories. Yeah, awesome, mate. No, no, uh, I've listened to them and they're they're pretty good. And uh, yeah, I recommend to anyone listening to this that wants to hear a story of someone that's overcome 
challenges, physically, mentally, whatever it may be, that's a good place to go. Uh, very similar to this this podcast too in many ways. And um, you know, mm. by doing the work that we're doing, mate, you know, it's actually helping people. Um, you know, give give uh, examples of lived experience which which can help others. You know, that have been on that stuck journey for so long. And this is so empowering. So it's really important that we're doing what we're doing here to you know, provide content for people so they can live the rest of their life in this body the best that they possibly can yeah 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 i think i think the world needs healers <laughs> yeah, it does, mate. Not, not so many more psychologists and psychiatrists and clinicians I, I think you know there's a purpose sometimes but certainly yeah we've all got the wisdom within us all the ancient and, and uh, indigenous traditions have got that wisdom too you know it's all there it's all that universal connection we've all got within us. We're just getting these thoughts and belief systems in the way sometimes, which are, you know, not allowing us to uh, to do exactly what we've spoken about most of this podcast. And that's like being able to to tap into the, the the real truth and the real purpose and surrender to life. And if you can surrender to life, then it becomes just an absolute joy. And you know, you know that's why you know we've had this conversation now. And I think that's where your work and your journey's got to go to to be able to spend the next 50, 60, 70 years in the body that you've got to be able to help others, um, you know, on that pathway as well. So I really appreciate it, mate. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks, yeah, thanks for your love, brother. And, <laughs> you know, you're doing, you're doing it too, you know. It's just it's just amazing. And um, we're on a similar path and sharing a similar passion and, and putting it out to the world. And I just I just love that because, you know, it, it, like, like I said with, like, my podcast, I just can't get over how much one episode can reach. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's, I know this is this is a bit different, this one. It goes out to people in regional communities and rural areas and lots of other people that listen to it as well, mind you, but the, the, whole, the whole reason, you know, for it to be created was to... You know, help people in those towns that aren't getting access to uh, people like yourself uh, to be able to hear stories of wisdom that can help them, um, you know, uh, transform their own lives. And it's done that, you know, and this conversation is going to help a lot of people out there too, mate. So I'm, I'm really, really, you know, uh, honoured to have you on. And, um, you know, I'm sure we're going to have more conversations like this in the future because uh, we've gone, you know, nearly an hour and a half and we can keep going for another hour and a half too. But my uh, my equipment here doesn't allow me to do that, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. So. No, no worries. And I will just say to your listeners too that um, if you go on to Diaries of the Wild Ones, scroll all the way down to the first episode. It's called Escape from an Indian Mafia. And I always mm. tell people, listen to that one first. It gets you hooked. And that's my my um, first story that I recorded. And that's when I got kidnapped in India years ago. Oh, really? my, me and my girlfriend got kidnapped. They wanted to take her for the sex trade and they were going to kill me. And we escaped oh. it. But it was like, that is like the essence of diaries of the wild ones and i always tell people start with that episode and then you kind of get the gist of what it's about oh mate i haven't listened to that but i'm sure i will <laughs> yeah escape from the indian mafia it's wild oh, mate. <laughs> guys thanks so much for listening in what a great great man at 35 to be able to experience what he's experienced and yeah be able to um get to where he has now at that age is absolutely incredible so i really encourage you to let this sink in understand that you can do anything you want with your life if you choose to you know and Aaron at a young age it doesn't matter if you're 55 75 whatever you can make those changes so I really encourage you to maybe listen to a couple of his podcasts as well and uh, even reach out to him and um, yeah who knows what's going to happen in the future but I think it's going to be pretty good so if you want to reach out to me give me some feedback I'd love that support at batmind.com.au cheers <laughs>